Welcome once again to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. We're Chris and Emily Danielson. It is Tuesday, which means we are going to once again be laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. So glad that you've decided to spend a little time with us on this podcast. Wherever you get podcast content, just simply search Bible Idiots. Now, you've done that because you're listening to this or you're listening to one of our rare posts on Facebook. But here's the reality. There are different stats that are out there from Podbean where we post to iTunes to Spotify we're on all of them Mm -hmm. Google Play and we have an exciting announcement to make that we have gone over 5,000 downloads that's pretty good that's pretty good with no budget no money just volunteering you you and i pulling the old microphones out of the closet dusting them off just hooking them into the laptop and hit and go yeah and usually you all know this we we don't really know what we're doing (laughs) we just kind of come we talked to you about life we talked to you about the news we talk about jesus and i'm the bible idiot i put some scripture to it and voila we know what we're supposed to be doing it's just when the time comes we're not very good at doing what we're supposed to do and some of get you get off track some of you like the train wreck that is the chris and emily show you enjoy Woo-hoo. that <laughs> yeah it's like i'm glad that we can Take one on the chin for the team. There we go. Very, very good. Hey, we had a friend of ours post something on Facebook, and Emily actually shared it. And I want to share some of the content out of that along with commenting along with it, because uh, this is one. Of, this is our, our children when they were all teenagers. This was their youth pastor, so we've got a lot of... Um, I don't know. Respect is not the right word. We just we hold this guy in high esteem in a in a variety of ways, not just respect, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he he seems to make a lot of sense, especially with the written word. That I just think the dude's got a gift. Uh, it's called the gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Being born again. <laughs> Beyond that, oh, okay. I think he can the write gift. clearer and more concise than most people. Yeah. And he doesn't have to, even though he's a scholar, he doesn't have to use big words to try to make people go to a dictionary to understand right. what he's doing. Yeah. But he talked about how every couple of years a new adjective arises to define the church. You know, there's seeker church, there's missional church, there's the emergent church, and so forth. And guess what we are now dealing with in 2021 what are we dealing with the woke church oh yes woke and i start feeling wokeness starting to come out of different people even from true what i consider true bible believing churches and i'm like wait 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 no don't go there no and uh, our buddy matt goes on to say the problem with these adjectives is that they attempt to divide the church from below not from above oh very good and again define the church yes not divide the church but define define the church church. okay and again when you look at horizontal relationships versus vertical relationships, you really start to understand that everything that we do on this human plane vertically right. is is nothing compared to what yeah. we're doing with God. And God always, no matter what, at the end of the day, will have the final final say. And he goes on to say this, the church is not tossed to and fro, being defined by every passing fad, cultural twist, and temporary movement. Mark this, tomorrow's new adjective is yesterday's irrelevance. Ah, that is so true. That is so true. In fact, when you look at the people, the believers throughout history that actually did make a difference in 
the world today. Um, you know, the Martin Luther King Juniors of the day, the William Wilberforces of the day, they were running completely countercultural. And, and we're all, and, and we're going to be running countercultural actually in what is many people consider the body of Christ. I call a lot of it the visible church. Sure, exactly. And so there's so oftentimes the believer feels alone. Oftentimes the believer feels like, oh, this is a, a lost cause. You look, go look into the Bible and Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot and the, and the whole thing about well, well, will you save the city if there's just 10 righteous people how about five righteous people how about just one righteous person you know what i mean and and then you fast forward throughout history and there's a lot of moments that are very similar to that where it just took one or two or a handful of righteous men to make a stand and it made a difference i love what my buddy matt says here he says so beware of religious hustlers that jump from adjective to adjective using each new adjective to conjure up useless religious zeal to line their pockets and sometimes i gotta i gotta add to what matt's written here sometimes it's not even to line their own pockets. Sometimes it's just to justify their own ignorance or to justify their own arrogance. Yeah. Sometimes it's not so much about the dollar because that's easy to spot. Sometimes it's just to be loved on that vertical, on that on that horizontal level, not yeah. to be loved on the vertical level. Right. In other words, from below, on the earthly terms. I remember vividly six, seven years ago, I spoke out against gay marriage, that marriage is between one man and one woman. And somebody got right up in my face and said, you will be on the wrong side of history. And my response was, which history yours america's or our heavenly fathers because if you want a vertical yeah. blessing i will be on the right side of history because i stand on the authority of god's word well do you want to be on the right side of history and we know that men rewrite history very often or would you rather be on the right side of eternity that's the question and so being right with god and being ready and made for eternity is so much more important. So back to what our buddy Matt wrote here. Beware of pastoral frauds, writing and preaching on each new adjective as if, listen to this now, as if they are on the cutting edge with a God who is doing a new thing. Ah, He is not doing a new thing, people. Never. He yeah. still has the, he's won the battle 2,000 years ago. It's the same gospel. Uh, let me just finish this article, then let's sure. finish talking about it. The church is not captive to adjectives, but to a person, Christ. It is Christ's church, not a seeker, not missional, not emergent, not woke. Adjectives always sell the church short. But as Christ's church, the church is proactive in distributing the forgiveness of sins for every situation, for all people, for all times, and for every culture, regardless of passing fads, cultural twists, and temporary movements. Yeah. A temporary movement might might last 70 years. What is maybe 80 years? What is the time of a man and a woman? 70 or 80 years. You can get caught up in this and miss it out. I miss out on, on most of your life and the time that God's given you. You want a relevant church? It's not in adjectives, but it is in Christ. And I have taught my congregation in the nine months that I've been here, it is in Christ, in Christ alone. And what? how's the song go? In Christ alone, our hope is found. Mm -hmm. 
It's it's totally about Jesus. And a lot of times in our culture, not just the adjectives that our buddy Matt's talking about, but it's also in whatever I can add to it. Yeah. So it's like Jesus plus this plus that. You know, oh, I was just on a mountain and I felt loved. The sun shined on my face and I knew I was saved. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Isaiah 45, 22 says, look to God and be saved. Oh, Turn, transfer yeah. that trust. The The emotions that we have can't be trusted. The right. feelings that we have. Everything in our world is feelings now. And yet there's factual things that come with a vertical relationship. And God will come to us and stress to us, those who are his children, that it's Christ and it's Christ alone. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to be in God's word so that as you read his word, he defines things, things like justice, things like love, things like, oh, you know, salvation and forgiveness. He defines those things very clearly. And when we're in God's word and we know what it says, then we can define those things clearly as well. And we know then a fake when it comes across, we, we, we can pick it out. We can identify it, that that is not what God has said. And it goes against uh, biblical teaching. Well, always hold fast to God. A couple scriptures to end it today. Psalm 139, 9 and 10 says, If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Regardless of what adjectives are using, regardless what cultural, hip, religious thing is the latest deal. And how about Nehemiah? You love old Nehemiah. I do. He was yeah. a man's man. Yeah, sword in one hand and a dowel in the other, building yeah. the wall. Yeah. Right? You get out of here before I lay hands on you <laughs> kill you. Yes. And don't come back or I will. That's my kind of guy. Nehemiah 9, 5, <laughs> Nehemiah 9, 5 and 6 says, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, who is from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and your multitudes of heaven worship you. Very good. You know, Christ's call on your life may end up looking very different than what you think it is, and very, very different than what the world tells you it should look like. So don't listen to the world. Make sure you are connected and listening to God, your creator, each and every day. That's it for Tuesday on the Bible Idiots Podcast. Tell your friends about this. We'd appreciate it. Uh, so on behalf of the best friend of Bride Emily, my name is Chris. You get into the word of God today and go and serve your king.